Hello, and welcome to Optimize Your Health Podcast. This is Kylie and Anna, two personal trainers and a dietitian with a decade's worth of experience in the wellness industry. We want to provide you with a realistic approach to fitness and nutrition. We might carry your collar. All right. So today we're going to talk about the science of daily calorie burning, right? Everyone is obsessed with their Apple Watches, how many calories they burned in a workout because... Most people think that whatever your Apple Watch tells you is, like, golden Mm -hmm. and that that is what the most important thing is in regards to how many calories you're burning, how to utilize that for fat loss. But today we're going to break down the science um, and kind of go over the different areas of where your body burns calories. And it's going to surprise you, I think, at how little exercise burns Mm -hmm. and how much just being alive does. So Anna's going to take it away. Okay, guys. So 70% of your daily calorie burn comes from your basal metabolic rate. Yes, you heard me correct. 70%. So that means majority of what you burn in a day comes from this category. No one's probably ever heard of it, and that's okay. Your basal metabolic rate, it includes energy your body uses to maintain basic functions of living, your breathing body. This includes simple things like your heart beating, cell production. And yes, this score is a number that refers to how many calories you can burn at rest. So this is just your body functioning, vital processes. Think of your brain working properly. Keep in mind, these are also daily activity things like your exercise, digestion, body composition, the amount of sleep you receive, your stress, food composition, water intake, All of these things play a big role in your daily calorie expenditure, and it's not reflected in that number. So if you do go online, and maybe Kylie and I can add it in the show notes, how to calculate your basal metabolic rate, this is like the amount of calories that you have to get to perform those functions in your body to work. So that's also, I think, where Kylie and I have seen and worked with clients who, you know, they might say, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm only eating 1300 calories. And I know I will never forget, like, Kylie will have the classic response, like, that's what my toddler eats. So let's, let's, that's that. way more than <laughs> that. Let's be real here. He, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a topic for another day. He's good. And so <laughs> just think that in a day when you're burning energy and burning calories, this is what you burn at rest, your body just functioning. And so Kylie's going to go into the next part. Yeah. And just to like touch back on that, when you're talking about going into a calorie deficit, or if you've ever worked with a coach that's like, nope, this is what your body needs. The problem is, is that when you go below your BMR or your basal metabolic rate calorie wise, You'll hear Anna and I say this, your body is stupid, but your body is also really intelligent. Mm -hmm. And what happens is women specifically, not to shout you out, but it'd be like that. (laughs) Women (laughs) tend to dip under this and will eat under 1200 calories or under a thousand calories. If you've ever done Optavia where you're eating like 800 calories a day, your body adjusts to that and will kind of go almost into like neutral or hibernation mode so that doing these basic functions of breathing, pumping blood to your vital organs, having your pancreatus produce insulin, Mm -hmm. those types of things, your body will adapt to that. So then when you add calories back in, you initially gain weight because your body has 
been able to convert that energy to lower your basal metabolic rate, if that makes sense. So if you've ever done any crash diets, that's where you've gone wrong, my friends, mm -hmm. okay? And I'm sure that we'll be talking about this in multiple podcasts in the future, but I really want you to, like, go back and listen to this part of the podcast, you know, when you have to, like, reread a page in the book 600 times for it to, like, finally click. That's what we're talking about, okay? Yeah. So now I digress. The next one that we're going to talk about is your NEAT or your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is why we're going to call it NEAT, right? Like I'm not going to say thermogenesis any more time. <laughs> and this is kind of like, think of it as like a step count or how much you're moving outside of exercise, right? So if you're like, I go to the gym for an hour a day, cool. That's a different category. But then if you sit on your butt the rest of the day, mm -hmm. you're not really doing much here. And this is the next category that burns the most calories, that 15% of your total daily energy expenditure is moving your body throughout the day. So that could be like filling up your water bottle at the water fountain, or like if you work from home, going to do the dishes, or if you work in an office, walking to the bathroom, those little types of things. Or if you walk your dog after work, or you go to the grocery store after work, this is kind of where this stuff comes in. It's not purposeful exercise. Um, obviously we're in the winter months, if you can hear how Anna and I sound right now, <laughs> but it's a lot easier to be mindful of this in the summertime, mm -hmm. but in the wintertime, this could be like getting a bike desk or a walking pad or making a date with a friend to like go walk the mall and be like the grandmas that carry around the weights there. No shame <laughs> in it. They're getting their steps in. Okay. Um. And the point is not to exercise more or longer, but the purpose is to just be more active outside of your already scheduled exercise. So the more steps that you take in a day, the higher your need is. And this is why we kind of recommend a daily step goal. You obviously probably remember like when the Fitbit came out and 10,000 steps was like the big hoopla, but really most research indicates that <clears throat> the average Joe is getting between like two to 3,000 steps. Mm -hmm. So Figure out what your step count is and add a thousand steps to it. What does it take for you to get there and meet that goal? And then you can slowly build upon that, right? Like you're not going to go from walking 2000 steps, which is maybe a mile to 10,000 steps, which is a little over like between four and five miles, depending on your stride length, right? So figure out little, little ways that you can do that. Can you park further away at the store? Can you walk a couple extra aisles at the grocery store? Can you schedule a walk with a friend? Can you take a meeting while you're on the phone type deal? So little pockets where you don't need to be glued to your desk during the workday, use those to get some steps in. It's probably going to feel good on your body too, right? Like we're not meant to sit in the mm -hmm. same position all day long. But again, lots of additional topics for discussion here. So think about that. This NEAT, this non-exercise activity thermogenesis, I said it one more time, counts more than your daily exercise. I want you to think about that and ponder that as we mm -hmm. go through the rest of these things. Um, next up, Anna is going to talk about the thermic effect of food. Oh, yeah. All right. And I think <laughs> also on that topic of like the steps, you also have to think that like reaching for a certain number is not maintainable. You can't consistently necessarily do that. And I always think of like the struggle of like long legs versus short legs. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. Kylie can hit like 3,000 <laughs> and I'm on like 
two. And I'm like, how? You know, so it, it yeah. is. It's like to work yourself into the ground to, to reach like 5,000, 7,000. I think that's a great goal for most people. That's what I personally recommend to clients. But to drill yourself into the ground, like one of my clients, I'll never forget, she told me recently, like, oh, yeah, I noticed my Fitbit was starting to like cause me anxiety because at the end of the day, if I didn't have 10,000, she told me she would walk around her kitchen yep. to get the steps. And it's like, no, honey, like that's not helping you. Like, yeah. that's not why we do this. Right. But like just purposefully thinking like, OK, outside of exercise, I just need to do this, you know. Yeah. Um, but like Kylie said, the thermo thermic effect of food, this is the next category. And this is the energy that your body uses to digest, absorb, and process the nutrients of what you eat. This is why the importance of what we eat comes into play. And I know that Kylie has a lot to say on this as the dietitian that she is. But overall, the, the tidbit that I'm allowed to say as just a personal trainer is that research shows that protein-rich foods increase the thermic effect of food the most because it takes your body the longest and the most energy to digest these foods. So this is also where like we recommend to clients focus on eating wholesome foods, eat the right foods, right? Because your body has to work hard to digest those foods compared to processed, salty, easy, quick sugars, right? But yes, true that. So this thermic effect of food, this is why like protein gets such a hype with the bros in the gym, right? <laughs> And I want you to think cottage cheese forever. <laughs> um, and I want you to think about this. Like, if you were to eat just a plain salad with lettuce, dressing, and cucumber, like, how long would that keep you full? Maybe the four seconds that it took you to, like, throw it in the trash. That's how long it is. <laughs> right? But if you're putting on this salad some shredded rotisserie chicken, maybe a little cheese for a little flavor factor there... And then you've got your lettuce base, you've got some croutons for crunch, you've got some cucumber and some other cruciferous vegetables in there. That salad's going to keep you full a lot longer. And think about like how much you have to chew that food, right? Like your body's also got to digest it. So that's mm -hmm. why protein gets a big hype. And that's why whole general foods get a, a bigger and better hype, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, it's, more difficult for your body to break down because it's it's something that's nourishing your body from the inside out. So that's why we just kind of talk about it from that perspective. Um, but yeah, so that's why protein gets such a big hype. And we'll probably do an episode just on protein Ooh, because yes. like mm -hmm. that's a loaded topic in and of itself. Um, but that's why protein gets such a big hype. Not that the gym bros know that, but we're just going to give them the benefit of the doubt there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and just to kind of sum that up, we said that's the next one. The thermic effect of food, that's about 10% of your total daily energy expenditure. Lots of big words today with lots of big phrases, mm -hmm. so excuse us. Um, and last but not least, at 5% of your total daily energy expenditure is your exercise activity thermogenesis, or the calories burned during your workouts. This is the smallest percentage of your total daily energy expenditure. And you're like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. I thought that like <laughs> so burning 800 calories in my Saturday hit class was like all I needed to do. And then I could eat whatever I want and lay on the couch the rest of the day. It ain't how it works, bro. <laughs> That's also like a whole other episode is workout classes. Mm -hmm. 
But what you got, girl? And I think, too, like, <clears throat> mainly, Kylie and I want to encourage you to change that mindset right. towards things. Because I know Kylie right. and I have both worked with people who are like, I work out so I can eat. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's a few more things that you have to consider. So it's like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. finding that balance is what we want to encourage you. And with learning this information, we're not just like here to yell at you and tell you like what you've always believed is wrong, but like it kind of is. And we're giving you that reality of like, this is actually how it works because not a lot of people know this. Yeah. And think like part of that is diet culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're early 90s babies, mid 90s babies. And like we grew up in the height of diet culture where like eating only a hard boiled egg or like only eating special case cereal with all three meals was like, that was a real thing, you guys. Like that was a real thing. And I think in one of my like advanced nutrition books, there's like another diet and it was like a hard boiled egg, a glass of dry white wine. That was like what your meals were. And then I think it was like literally like a piece of romaine lettuce. Mm -mm. So think diet culture and the eat less, move more movement is so diet culture and it's just kind of been ingrained in our brains. So you don't know what you don't know, right? Like mm-hmm. Anna and I had to pay money to like learn this through certifications, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I paid for four years of undergrad and an unpaid internship and then a master's degree to learn this. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. don't feel like you're like, oh shit, like I've been so backwards. Like I don't even know where to start, right? That's kind of where the all or all or nothing mindset is like we need to get away from that and what I say with my clients is all or something right Mm -hmm. like absolutely can you not fit an hour workout in cool can you fit 40 minutes in nope that's still too much can you fit 30 minutes in cool 30 minutes is better than nothing Mm -hmm. right and so from this perspective too when you're looking at like your calories burned during your workout like you can still look at that number on your apple watch but I want you to challenge yourself to look at your Apple watch and be like, why, why do I have these numbers set here? Is it because my Apple watch told me to do this? Like I talked about this, um, in my group program with my girls being like, sorry, Paul, I'm going to shout you out here again and not a nice way. But Paul, like my husband who obviously does not care if he closes his rings because he's not a nineties female, but his daily calorie expenditure is, I think like a thousand calories. And I think that's just because like, that's what his Apple watch picked. Mm -hmm. And if you have the mindset where you're like, I need to close these rings. So whatever exercise I do needs to be able to close these rings, adjust the calorie adjustment there. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, yeah, it's great for you to stand for maybe 12 hours a day, but maybe that's not doable for you. So maybe you need to bump it down to 10 and maybe you've got your minute set at 60 minutes of movement a day. And right now in this space of life with a kid, a high demanding job, a family, and you know, like a social life, like 60 minutes a day isn't, isn't there for you. So you're like, okay, I'm going to bump that down to 30 minutes because that's doable. Like 20 minutes of strength training and then 10 minutes of morning light, like taking a walk around um, the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then you're like this stupid calorie burn. (laughs) put it down to a hundred calories. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge you to do that because guess what? Anna and I did a kick-ass workout today and I turned on my Apple watch just because like I'm automated to do it just like you guys. And you know what? I know I'm going to be sore as shit tomorrow. (laughs) And my calorie like expenditure doesn't really indicate that. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. The amount of calories that you burn during exercise is not indicative of how good of a workout it was 
It's not indicative of your worth. Oh, yeah. It's not indicative of anything except being a dumb number that's programmed through an algorithm. Okay. Yep. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to say about that. <laughs> but total daily energy expenditure. I hope that some of this was kind of a surprise to you. Mm-hmm. And if you are like on the journey to like really trying to improve your health, start at the top here at your knee. Well, not your basal metabolic rate. You can't really change that much, but mm-hmm. your knee, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. If you are just like glued to your chair during work, what can you do outside of work yep. to get those steps up? Then look at your work day and be like, what can I do during my work day? I'll admit I made like makeshift bike desk the other day to try to do a meeting. It's going to be a gnaw for me. I can't do that. I can't do it. It's too much coordination. It's too much coordination for a video meeting. I just need to sit in my chair because my ADD has me like falling off of the bike. But think about like, what can I add to my daily life that's going to enrich it from this perspective? And so I want you guys to kind of keep in mind, like, what does this have to do with building muscle? Well, yes, it has everything to do with building muscle. So you think about it, the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories we naturally burn at rest. So this is also where the scale can be a little tricky and, you know, muscle weighs more than fat. So that number that you might see on the scale, we want you to take it with a grain of salt. You should always measure your weight based on how you feel. And I know we kind Mm -hmm. of set out that podcast about measuring your progress. So reiterating that, looking at yourself in the mirror, measuring your energy levels throughout the day, how your clothes fit your body, moving in a way that makes you feel good. So there is a lot of factors that come into like changing your physique, building muscle, losing weight. Like there's so many things and overall it is very individualized. Correct. Oh yeah. So if you haven't taken a listen, I would definitely listen to that let's measure your progress podcast because Mm -hmm. your weight is not everything. And a lot of the times it's not really a true tale of what you're doing, especially if you are strength training, aiming to get your steps, aiming to eat a well-balanced diet and do all of the other lovely stuff that we need to do to keep ourselves kind of in check. Um, Hope you guys learned something today. Hope this was like a little bit outside your normal zone here. Um, but that's what we have. As always, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. It is a pleasure having you. Please leave us a review where you listen to our podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss out on our weekly episodes. We'll see you later, but for now, you've you've got got this. this.